Hi everyone, I'm Allison Furno. And I'm Krista Fabric. And you're listening to It's a Beautiful Influence. Instagram feed layout strategy. Yes, this is so important. This is the, the resume, the first impression, and how people kind of view you. And this is your opportunity to make a really good TV show, a really good news station, <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's your own personal brand. Yes, yes, it is. the If you can get your feed to uh, be full of good content that speaks about you and your brand mm-hmm. and to look like you and your brand, mm-hmm. <laughs> authentic to you, but mm-hmm. also have kind of a branded feel, a mm-hmm. theme of some sort. Yes. You're going to you're gonna do a lot better. Yes. <laughs> and so the first thing to kind of think about here with um, your layout, you know, we are going to be talking more about how it looks, but one thing that's important is that you have your content and, you know, we call it pillars of content. We want you to have three to five pillars of content, meaning those things that you talk about. So here's an example. If you have your Instagram page and you know, we talk about this all the time. You don't want to share everything, every aspect of your life. So have a focus. So let's just say you have motivation workouts, and then you have your website or something that you're selling, something you're promoting, mm-hmm. and you like to talk about coffee or you like to drink <laughs> coffee, whatever. Yep. Um, so there would be four things that, okay, this is this is what my page consists of, right? Yep, yep. And so that's the four kind of categories that you will think about when you're creating content for your for your page, for your profile, for your account. <laughs> yes. And so one of the one of the biggest things that we see people mess up on, we see network marketing mess up on, you know, is how often you advertise or, you know, post about whatever it is that you're doing because, you know, we want to sell but we don't want to oversell, right? Right. Right. So there's kind of two like I start with one bigger overarching approach, which is about a third of your content should be like your personal story. You know, mm-hmm. now I always hear people screaming that I want to keep my private life private. That's fine. You don't have to share everything, mm-hmm. but just share like a little something. Like if you don't want to share your kids, don't share your kids, but then maybe share your dog mm-hmm. or, you know, um, share about your commute to work mm-hmm. or share about your daily coffee ritual or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, like th- find something about your personal story that you can share. Mm-hmm. And that should be about a third of your content overall because that's going to help give context to your business yes and that's going to help people want to start to get to like you Mm -hmm. and to know you and to trust you Mm -hmm. and that's when they will do business with you yes so if you're not sharing any part of your personal story then um you're you're not going to get real far so remember that at least about a third of your content should be your personal story Mm -hmm. so then um when we're looking at the business side of your content mm-hmm. this is where i kind of there's a, a couple of different like rules you could go by but the 411 rule i like and that is four posts that are giving value so they're mm-hmm. educational informational entertaining inspirational one of those right Krista, should we do this for free yeah <laughs> she's like well, yeah. yes we yes. should <laughs> yes we should give out that value for free so a for every one promotional post, yes, you should have four, three or four that mm-hmm. are giving value, that's okay, right. in some way. Now that could just be sharing part of your personal story too. That's you know because mm-hmm. that's inspirational or whatever. That's connection. Um, or so news and updates is the other one. Um, and then you can also that other one, the four one one. So four is for giving value. 
One is promotional, and the second one mm-hmm. is where you're actually um, like curating content. So this could be where you are. You watched a video and you gave your takeaways of the video, or you just mm-hmm. share the video link, or you read a great article and you like share something about that article or a podcast episode, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to have like a good mix of content. Mm-hmm. But the key point here is, if you notice. You know, no more than 20% of your content mm-hmm. should be promotional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and some, <laughs> some people undersell, but most people that are in, you know, these industries oversell because I get, you know, we get it. You're trying to make money. Right. But people want to buy from people, not from, you know, a company that they see 50 other people advertising the same, same thing. thing. Right. right. And I will buy from you over anyone else because I like you. Right. Not because you showed me, you know, lip enhancers 17 times. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that's the shade for me. Well, there it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, this actually happens in a lot of industries. Like, I see this in real estate mm-hmm. where they will just post nothing but, you know, the houses they're selling or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will see this in, you know, uh, I don't even know. Lots of, like, online marketing. Like, so online yes. courses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People only promote about their online course or whatever. That's all they. That's all they ever post about. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of the worst culprits I think we've seen that we see all the time mm-hmm. is network marketers. Network. And marketers. before you get mad at me, I am one myself. Yes. Okay. I don't focus a lot of time on it, but I do it. And I've done. I've worked for di- many different network marketing companies in the last twenty years. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> I started in college. But do you see um, it all over Krista's feed? No, no you don't. <laughs> Um, And the reason that network marketing started and why it works well when it does work well is because it's about relationships. Right. Like Allison said, she's going to buy from you because she likes you. Mm -hmm. That's why these people that started network marketing companies did it is because they're like, oh, we can have people sell directly to other people versus from buying from a big company. Right. And people like that. Right. So the point was to take out that we don't know who's behind all of this thing and to put a face to it. So when your Instagram feed is nothing but pictures of products that you're selling or houses that you're selling or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of mixing back and forth between network marketers, but don't want to pick on you because there's other industries that do it too. Right. But the, you know, if you, if all I, if I go to your Instagram page, your profile and all I see is promotional posts, Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm not following. I'm not engaging. I'm not interested. I'm not buying. Right. Or like a lot of times people will, and again, it's a good thing, but I see so many people overdo it that, you know, you have 50 stories a day about you putting on the face wash and doing this and doing that. And and I get it. Seeing it over and over is, is good because, you know, you get people to know that you sell this and that you're part of it. At the same time, people begin to tune it out if you're posting, you know, like I said, a bunch of stories of you and you know your team and you guys selling all of the same products over and over. So right. you have to find that balance where you do actually share some of yourself because then we're going to be listening and then it's like, oh yeah, and she does this. And then when I need that, I'm going to think of you. Right. But if all you do is that and you don't share the personal side of yourself, you're going to drown your own brand out with too much marketing. Right. And you know, it may work in the short term. In fact, it often does work in the short term because mm-hmm. you do bombard people and like people, you do get their attention. And your close friends will, right. you know, be right. okay with that. But in the long term, it's not going to work out. What does work is more subtleness. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, for example, for me, like I said, I haven't focused much on it, but I recently posted something actually there was a promotion and I actually did for the first time in a long time did a promotional post about what I sell and I had 
five or six people reply that had never replied because like, oh, I've seen that you, this is something that you've used and you've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested. Tell me more. Right. Mm-hmm. And these are people, I, these are people who have literally never replied. And I've posted about this one specific thing, probably 20 times in the last year, mm-hmm. 20 times in the last year. And it took a year for right. these five people to finally say something. But guess what? Now they might be long-term customers, you know, and they right. might tell their friends, they might tell their friends. Right. But right. they've been just slowly watching and they're also watching my other stuff. Exactly. Right? That's what I was going to say. I was like, you know, maybe these people connected to a post you did about your kids. Right. Or something that you talked about with your own personal story that they're like, oh, I like what she said, you know, and they might not have done anything about it. But then when you do sell something, mm-hmm. they've connected with you on another level and then they want to buy from you because they know you. Right. Right. Love it. And so, you know, not saying I, I definitely don't do enough, but... The ones that do it like nonstop, mm-hmm. that's just not going to, it's not, it might work in the short term. So if you, if it's worked well for you in the short term, just know it's not a long-term strategy. Yes. It is not a long-term strategy. Um, and I know some people who are extremely successful in network marketing and they don't do that. Yeah. You would never know that they sell anything. <laughs> a lot what of is them. Interesting, yes. Right? Yes. You have to really read their content carefully or watch their stories and all the time. And you ask, you end up asking yeah. questions because they've learned how to do it. So yep. yeah. Yeah. It's called attraction marketing, by the way. That's I what like that it. is. It's attraction marketing. You attract people to you and what you're about mm-hmm. and then they, they will ask you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, so we want to make sure that you're not over-promoting. But then again, some of us do under-promote as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, that's finding that balance. So making sure you do, you know, you do include that promotion mm-hmm. every so often. Mm-hmm. Um, like Allison can promote her awesome trainers more. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Because they work. I'm a testament to that. Yes. Um, but anyway, I actually had somebody else. I forgot to tell you. This is promoting Allison's uh, trainers right now. Embracing momentum and becoming pho- phenomenal. Go yes. check it out. Um, I had a guy in the gym like two weeks ago come. It was like I was the only person in the weight area. And he was kind of watching me. I saw him in the mirror and I was kind of freaked out. Like mm-hmm. or creeped out. And then he came over and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like He's like, to bother you. He's like, but you really seem to know what you're doing. He's like, I just do the same. Like I just do plain squats. I do this. And he's like, I see you doing all these moves I've never seen. And Mm -hmm. like, you clearly know what you're doing. And I was like, Oh, it's not me. It's like, I'm like, it's my training plan. Like, I love it. And so I was like telling him, and like, I have a plan and it goes through 12 weeks and all these phases. He's like, I need that. He's like, Mm -hmm. I can't afford a personal trainer. And I was like, Oh no, it's way cheaper than a personal trainer. And it is anyway. So Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. So you got to promote it when it yeah. works, you know, and you can help people. Like yes. this guy was like literally like came over because he'd been feeling so frustrated and like dead ended in his workout. Right. All he needed was a good training plan. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've talked about kind of the strategy for your overall content, like mm-hmm. your pillars of content, business and personal mix, promotional mm-hmm. and value mix. Now we're going to talk about making it look pretty. Yes. (laughs) How do we make it look pretty and look like, you know, everything just kind of flows. And so one of the things is picking two to three colors for your profile. Yep. So, um, you know, one of, one of the things is that a lot of times we'll see people just a little bit of everywhere. They don't have, you know, you want simplicity when it comes to whatever the object of your image or video is, right? So a lot of pictures and videos people do will have like 5,000 things in the background. And so we're looking at everything in the background, you know, and then you're talking, we're like, oh yeah. And we go back to that, you know? And so, so when it comes to your profile, your videos, your pictures, try to simplify it because you want, if you're the focus of the picture, 
don't have like, you know, 20 things in the background in your toilet and your cat, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, the it's toilet. like, oh boy. <laughs> the toilet is a big, I'm like, how do you not see the toilet? And you're just, I mean, I know everyone has a toilet, but it's like, nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see what your toilet looks like. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, pick those two to three colors and at least one neutral color. So what that means is that, you know, have something like, you know, you always use like a, a white background or a gray mm. background or you know, something like that. It's a neutral color. And then whatever, maybe what your favorite color is, you know, a, a bright color, whatever that looks like for yeah. you. Um, and you want to make everything kind of flow. So that means your highlight covers, we want those to be matching with your feed. Yep. Right. So I like Krista's favorite color is purple. So she has purple <laughs> on her highlight covers. She has purple in her feed. Yep. I use purple and white and kind of gray as well. Yeah. I, yeah. So I have one main color and then a couple of neutral colors when I mix in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and good. you have red. I have red. <laughs> and that's enough for... <laughs> that's enough for everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, think about this, like... So, obviously, like, your images, like, if you take a picture um, inside, you know, at a dining room table, if you take a picture outside by a tree, like, mm-hmm. obviously, those are going to have different colors. Right. But how do we how do we help all those different types of images have a, a similar feel, Allison? Well, there's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... It's it's very interesting to, to talk about this because with filters, a lot of times, you know, we just think of like Instagram filters that really change your image, right. you know, like they change what the picture looks like. And we want to make it clear that there are a lot of good editors out there that just change the tone or the hue yeah. of the picture. Yep. And it's not editing your face. It's not putting, you know, freckles not, or... Right you know, clearing up your skin or doing anything crazy. It's adjusting the lighting essentially. Right. 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 And so, um, a couple of apps that are really good for that Lightroom is one. And Visco. Yes. And Visco. So, um, so with these apps, you can create what's called preset filters to make every picture the same. Yep. Right. And so essentially you can create your own preset so that every time you put an image in there, it will come out the same, not exactly the same, but the same lighting. Yes. It'll feel very similar. Yes. It'll feel a lot more similar. And so, um, that's a really good way to, to get your images to all kind of have the same feel. You know, if you like images that have less color, you can use like a, you know, a bright light and, you know, tone down the hues Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so you can kind of get your feel for images. Um, and both of those apps are free. Yep. Yep. And they do have like, they have premium options, but they have, I use the free versions and it has a lot of great options. So, yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's how you can get the look and feel. Also having, you know, I don't think you have to have like a consistent of where you rotate out like video image, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, like certain things or like you don't have to have like outside shot, inside shot, outside shot. But, right. but if you want to put in the planning and thought for that, that can also help you kind of have a more, uh, a better aesthetic to your Instagram feed. Yeah. But it's not a, it's not a must. It's not if a you're must, using yeah. those preset filters and have a couple colors that you've chosen mm-hmm. and are working everything around that, that really goes a long way in giving your, your feed and your profile, um, that consistent brand feel, right? Yeah. Um, and kind of one other place you could use your colors that you pick is if you do any quotes or text images, like some people will like do not just quotes, like inspirational quotes, but they'll do like little tech, an image with like text with mm-hmm. like maybe educating or mm-hmm. maybe informing on an update or things like that. Just mm-hmm. think about using your, whatever those colors you've chosen for those, those images with text on them too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so do we have anything else about look and feel? 
I think that's good. I mean, you know, you have your, you have your tone of your profile, your content or pillars of content and, um, just making everything, you know, kind of go together and feel the same. Um, you know, like Krista was saying earlier, it's like your own TV show, you know, you, and it's because you know what to expect, right? right? You go on somebody's profile or you watch their videos, you know what to expect from them. You know, it's like, if you're going to listen to my morning stories, I'm probably going to be yelling in a very, you know, happy way. <laughs> but it's like, if you don't like that, then you're not going to want to watch my stories. But right. that's part of the consistency about, you know, how I talk and what I like to do. Yep. So however you do things, do them authentically and do them consistently yes authenticity and consistency i feel like those are like two words we use all the time mm -hmm. yep let us know if you have any questions about this we and if you do a before and after like if you make some changes mm -hmm. like send us some screenshots we'd love to see it yes and uh, as always let us know what questions we can answer Thank you for tuning in to It's a Beautiful Influence today. Did you love this episode? Please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. Be sure to connect with us at creatingyouonline.com. Until next time.